You're probably a log cabin type? Actually, yeah. Really? Okay, well, that's okay. <laughs> Jeff, what do you like? You Aunt Jemima, you Mrs. Buttersworth, or you um, local Hamel maple syrup? My family loves that stuff. This stuff? Yeah. This sugar bush blend? Well, I don't just... Uh, it's it. actually a bit of a trick, if you're, if you're wondering. Do you guys eat syrup? We do. What kind of syrup do you like? Yeah. Real syrup. Real syrup, like this kind. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Sorry, Travis. I was hoping they'd go for something else. Do you guys eat syrup? Which one? Aunt Jemima? All right, that's good for you. Mrs. Butterworth is all I got left. Sorry, man. So, guys, do you ever do something and you're like, yeah, that really did not help at all? So earlier it was super bright, and so then I was trying to shut the curtain, and then I came in and I realized that is not actually helping at all. It's just making it look more awkward. And many guys are like, yeah, I know the feeling. Um, super awkward. So maple syrup, that's better. Maple syrup is a fascinating thing, right? Because the first thing you have to do is you have to acknowledge that you have maple trees. And then you have to go out in the right time of year and you have to puncture this maple tree. See, this tree um, is dead. So no trees are harmed in the, uh, this sermon. So you drill a bit of a little hole in there, okay? And if you know uh, at the right time of year and you puncture the tree, it actually will start oozing right away, and then you get a fancy little um, spy, okay? And you put it in the hole, and then you give it a tap, tap, tap roo, if you know what I mean, with a mallet, which I don't have because I don't want it to be stuck in there. And then you take this fancy bag, or some people use buckets, or some people use hoses, and then you hang it on said tree, and then you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. And if you're obsessive like me, you run out in the woods, and you're like, how much syrup is there? Well, it's not actually syrup yet. It's just sap. Sometimes they're bloated like uh, Holstein cow udders, and then you take them. Oh, I just screwed that up. That'll be better in the second service. And you take your maple syrup bag and you dump it into the evaporator. And that's what this thing is. It's an evaporator. And you start a fire down here, which we're not going to do because we know 2018, we don't want to talk about fires at Timberwood Church. And then this evaporates off. And then when it's at its right spot, you open this up. You drain off what is not technically syrup, yet it's still sap. You bring it to the finisher. You boil it in the finisher. And then you strain it through a filter, and then you put it, hey, look, extra syrup. I wonder where that came from. And then you put it into a bottle. And if you are um, like me, people start lining up and saying, when can I have some syrup? See, legend has it that syrup was initially discovered by the Native Americans in the upper uh, northeast when a chief threw his tomahawk into a maple tree it split the tree, not completely split it, and it started oozing out its sap. So obviously it was in the springtime. His wife tested the liquid and said, hey, I have an idea. Let's take some of that liquid and we will boil our venison or cook our venison in it. It was like the, the early sous vide option for the Native Americans. And we cook our venison in that. And wow, this is delicious. Maple braised venison. 
Sounds delicious, right? And so then the settlers came over, and when the settlers, or when the immigrants initially came to the United States, they said, hey, you have this really tasty liquid. What if we took our cast iron and we boiled this stuff? And before you know it, they had maple syrup. Then in the 17th century, dairy farmers were supplementing their income by tapping maple trees all over the upper, Midwest, or the upper northeast. And as one commentator says, if you look at North America where you would sign a test, that's basically the maple syrup belt of North America. They were also using sap as a sweetener. So some of you sitting over here are like, why didn't we get any syrup? See, because oftentimes this side gets the good stuff, and the people that sit way over there, get the ba- they, they don't get anything. And so I thought I would throw you a bone, and then you guys got hit by the sunlight, and I thought I should throw you a bone. I stuck with them. So here we are, Christmas Eve. It is a sweet time of year, and we are in a very familiar passage, the first verse of chapter 2 of Luke. Did you see what Nick Foles did yesterday, people? Those of you who were here yesterday, you get it. Those of you who are not, you could listen to it on our uh, Facebook page or on our website. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered, at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. So maple syruping, is, it's hard because the maple syrup, sap runs in that in-between time between, spring, between winter and spring, and so there's often snow in the woods. And you want to keep the evaporator fired up at night. And so every night during syrup season, when the evaporator is running, right before I fall asleep, I say, aha, honey, I'll be right back. I have to run out and restoke the evaporator. And her response typically is, okay, Pa Ingalls. (laughs) 
And often, many times throughout the season, Nikki will say, is this honestly worth it? I mean, you go out and you gather 40 gallons of sap and you get what? One gallon of syrup? Like, is this really worth it? Yes, it is. (laughs) See, because... Doing hard things makes it worth it. it. You say, well, it just tastes good because you did it yourself. No, no. No, it tastes good because it is good. Mary and Joseph have to do this hard thing. They have to go on this journey to Bethlehem so that Jesus can be born there and they're going to go and be registered. They have to do this hard thing. So the interesting thing about syrup is I grew up eating off-brand, Hy-Vee brand, light syrup. We have to be very clear, though, when we talk about Mrs. Butterworth and Aunt Jemima and Log Cabin, they're not maple syrup. They're not even close. All they are is sugar. You look at the ingredients, it's high-fructose corn sugar or syrup, and then it's corn syrup, and then it's corn syrup, you're like, are, yep, okay, basically 2% imitation maple flavoring. You say, but it's so much cheaper. Yes, yes it is. But it is masquerading for what the reality of maple syrup is. You realize that Log Cabin and Mrs. Butterworth are made by the exact same company? <laughs> so it's like, all right, We're going to run some log cabin syrup, and now don't change the recipe because here comes Mrs. Butterworth. It's the exact same thing. The first time I ever, I'm I'm thrifty. And so I thought, why would we ever spend money on pure maple syrup? I mean, we'll go to great lengths to make pure buttermilk pancakes, but there's a line in the sand. And then Hefe brought over the evaporator, and I had some of this, and I thought, I'm never going back. You can't go back. Once you have had pure maple syrup, you can't go back to the imitation stuff. When we look at the birth of Jesus and who he is to be and what is announced to the shepherds, what Jesus is bringing to this world. And then we look at what has become of Christmas. And in essence, it's been hijacked, and we're sold a bill of goods to believe who Jesus actually is, and we settle. And we settle because maybe it's a cheaper option, or maybe that's just because what we've always done. And we settle for the gospel of Mrs. Butterworth that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is what the angels declare to the shepherds. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. The Savior who is Christ the Lord is the real deal. And yet, at some point, Christmas became hijacked and we're sold this bill of goods that's prepackaged as if it is the truth 
and it's not the truth. Are you familiar with Supreme? The brand Supreme? Some of you are. It started actually in 1994 as a skate shop in New York City. And it became this brand of streetwear where they would blend together or collab with different brands. And now it has become the hottest streetwear brand in all the world. Even though there's only 11 Supreme stores, it's worth over $1 billion. A Supreme North Face jacket retails from them for about $300, but if you or I want to buy one, we're going to have to buy it on the secondary market, which is going to cost us about $1,600. You thought your Christmas was expensive. That's a 463% increase over market value. And Supreme's whole thing is they live on hype. And so they do these drops, whether it be online or in a store, and people line up for days upon days upon days to get just one slice of Supreme. Sounds kind of good right now. Do you eat pizza on Christmas? The most ridiculous Supreme product is a brick that is stamped with Supreme, their logo, retail $30, sold in the aftermarket for $150 for a brick. And it thrives on this conspicuous consumption, this idea that I buy this thing because you can't afford it. Oh, check out my Supreme. Yeah, you can't afford it. I can. And of course, like all great things, Supreme is now being copied in China. <laughs> Supreme is all about the hype. And the irony is Supreme has thrived on taking other people's products or other people's designs and using for their own monetary value. Are you familiar with the greatest agricultural theft in all of the world? Maybe you've heard about it, the maple syrup heist. This is from a Vanity Fair article uh, in 2016. The black market, the subterranean world of contraband sap where wild catters move unmarked barrels through Elmore Leonard country to the seedy history behind your stack of morning hotcakes or pancakes or as they insisted everywhere I went, crepes. Especially interesting are the criminals, pirates of Syrup Nation, who attracted by the peak prices, skulked through warehouses waiting for the watchman to doze off over his hockey news as the gateway truck idols. 543 gallons of syrup was stolen in Quebec, Canada. 12.5% of the Canadian Quebec reserve of syrup. Street value of 13.4 million. It became known as the Great Maple Syrup Heist. If you want to check it out, there is a great Netflix dirty money on it. Oftentimes, things get hijacked for their value. Sometimes I feel like Christmas has been hijacked for its value. And when we boil it all down, 
the truth of Christmas is much like the truth of maple syrup. Because we settle and we settle and we settle thinking that what we're getting is the best. The bottle that I gave to Jeff is labeled as the sugar bush blend. And as I was at Cub, I was looking at it and I was like, what? 25% maple syrup, 75% beet sugar. That's not maple syrup. That's an imposter. And for so long, the good news that comes at Christmas through Jesus Christ has been hijacked. And once we boil it down to understand who Jesus is and the desire that he has to be in relationship with us, it is the sweetest thing that we will ever experience. You know, the maple syrup season is very short. A window of time that is dependent on the weather, too warm and the sap stays up in the trees, too cold and the sap never really flows. It's like the window on hype for brands like Supreme. And it seems like sometimes Jesus has a season in our lives that exists around December 24th and 25th. But there is no season for Jesus. There is no hype. There is no limited supply. There is the, only the truth of his desire for us to be in a relationship with him. To experience the sweetness of salvation in him and the joy of a day in and day out relationship with the almighty God. It's not some repackaged, tricked out, hyped up brand of goods. It is the real deal. And when we experience Jesus Christ in the restoration that comes when he is our Savior and Lord, it is the best news. It is news that will never allow us to go back to an imitation like Mrs. Butterworth or Log Cabin or Aunt Jemima. Because he went through a lot of work to get here so that we could have an opportunity to be in relationship with him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come on this Christmas Eve. We come celebrating you and your son. We come celebrating the work that you did to bring us the authenticity of the authenticity of what it means to be in relationship with you, the sweetness of salvation that can come only through your Son. Holy Spirit, may we taste and see this Christmas season what a true relationship with you looks like. May we taste and see and experience the salvation that comes only through your Son. Not for a limited season, but each and every day of our lives so that whatever else we come across pales in comparison to the truth of the good news that was proclaimed by the angels, received by the shepherds, In Jesus' name, amen. Last, the ushers to go.